Supreme on the track. You're now tuned in to the Supreme Decisions Legal Minute Podcast. Today I want to start off with something a little different. Because I'm sure you've read the title and see today I'm speaking about, in a sense, Tyree Nichols and the Tyree Nichols plight. Dictionary.com defines plight as a condition, state, or situation, especially an unfavorable or unfortunate one. So why would I use that in this context? Well, I'm going to be easy because I'm going to get a little deeper into that right now. Detective Daniel Hersel. He was found guilty of two counts of RICO um, conspiracy, RICO aiding and abetting, and RICO and robbery. Detective Marcus Taylor. He was found guilty of two counts of RICO conspiracy, RICO aiding and abetting, RICO and robbery. Sergeant Thomas Allers pled guilty to RICO conspiracy. Sergeant Wayne Jenkins. Now, I want you to actually kind of get a little gravitas behind that name because I want you to remember that one. Because that one, I'm going to come back to. But Sergeant Wayne Jenkins, convicted of RICO, two counts of robbery, one count destruction, alteration, or falsification of records in a federal investigation. Four counts of deprivation of rights under color of law. Detective Momodu Bendiva Kento Gandu. Rico and conspiracy and the intent to distribute 100 grams or more of heroin. Detective Evadio Hendricks, Rico Conspiracy. Detective Jamel Rayan, Rico Conspiracy. Detective Maurice Ward, Rico Conspiracy. Officer Eric Snell, he actually pled guilty during trial for distribution of heroin and cocaine. Now, why? What was the point? What was the point of all that? Well, there was a series called We Own the City, and it was distributed by HBO. Now, the context of this city, or this show, series, whatever, was to highlight the Baltimore Police Department Task Force. Specifically, the actual name was GTTF, or the Gun Trace Task Force. Now, this task force was put together to take guns off the street and to actually lower the violent crime rate. Say that one more time. 
this particular task force that consisted of Detective Daryl Hernsell, Detective Marcus Taylor, Sergeant Thomas Allers, Sergeant Wayne Jenkins, Detective Momodu, Detective Evadio, Detective Jermail uh, Rayan, Detective Maurice Ward, and Officer Snail. Detectives. Sergeants. You know, because it goes to the point where oftentimes you hear people, well, I need a sergeant on the scene. They have no idea why they're asking for this sergeant. But the context is, the reasoning, is because the officer isn't smart enough to know that they're doing something wrong because they weren't trained properly. The sergeant is supposed to know what can and can't happen. The sergeant is the one that's supposed to be able to tell you what is being effective. The sergeant is supposed to be the voice of reason. The sergeant in this case was one of the most corrupt, and that's Wayne Jenkins. Wayne Jenkins, out of all nine, because they actually say eight, it's nine officers for the gun trace task force, but Wayne Jenkins had the most extensive record. He was found with the most charges, but he was also supposed to be the superior officer, the one that keeps everyone else out of trouble, the one that is responsible for their training. So understand, you might want to keep Wayne Jenkins in mind before you ask for an officer or a sergeant to come to the scene, because that also allows them to extend the stop. I'll get into that later, but I want, I'm doing this for a point. Because for three years, this task force carried out a campaign of robbery and extortion. For three years, this particular task force carried out a campaign of robbery and extortion. The police. This police task force. The police carried out a campaign of robbery and extortion. I know that actually goes against your better judgment because, again, it goes against the programming that we've been taught that police officers are the good guys. You should trust them. The police task force, armed with the fiduciary duty to rid the city of violent crime and illegal weapons, pocketed hundreds of thousands of dollars off the backs of the citizens of Baltimore. This task force also sold drugs. The police were the drug dealers. The police were the drug dealers. Now just imagine that. The police were the drug dealers in a high minority area. Whoops. Because again, when we talk about these numbers and how they're skewed and when people say, well, that wasn't them, that was police doing that. Probably don't remember that story from... 
you know, seeing the police officers with the bricks and all that other stuff during the Minnesota uh, riots. But we'll get back into that because, again, we're talking about a police task force that was tasked with ridding the city of guns and violent crime. And they were the ones dealing drugs. They were the ones with a campaign. They were the ones extorting. They were the ones robbing. The police. Keep that in mind. Scarface even said in one of the songs, he lived in a place where the police commit more crimes than the criminals. And he didn't live in Baltimore. But when we hear these things, we actually told to actually go against that. We 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 don't we don't want to go in. We don't want to indulge in that. It's cuz it's just a few. But I actually gave you a podcast a little while ago where I talked about 308, I believe, Minnesota police officers retiring. 296 of them were bad cops. Cuz it's only a few, right? Out of 308 296 of them were bad cops. Out of 308, 296 of them were bad cops. But it's only a few. But here's the thing. I want I want to give you another one because again we we they glorified the 8. The 8 of a corrupt Baltimore task force. But always remember they're being incentivized to do this. When I talk about quotas, everybody thought I was crazy. Oh, you're just saying stuff. Police don't have quotas. Just because they don't call them a quota doesn't mean they don't have them. But when Trevor Noah actually brought up the police having quotas, all of a sudden those that were saying that I didn't know what I was talking about, they grew silent. Why is that? But the corruption don't start at officers. Because if you look at this list, there was only one officer. It was eight supervisors. Let that sink in. One officer, eight supervisors that were on a task force that was dealing drugs, cocaine, and heroin, that was robbing and extorting people. The police. But we have another sergeant. Sergeant Keith Allen Gladstone. He actually went to federal prison. Because. <laughs> sergeant Wayne Jenkins. Ran over an alleged suspect which actually if you have an opportunity or if you go to F movies fmovies.io I believe it is go and watch We Own the City because it shows this scene where he created a situation in his mind he then started chasing this guy and in the midst of chasing this guy 
he hits someone else. So to kind of cover up his ish, he tells Sergeant Keith Allen Gladstone, hey, bring me a gun so we can plant on them because I can't find anything. Bring me a gun so I can plant on him because I can't find anything. So he had no lawful reason to be behind this young man. Had no lawful reason to be doing anything or engaging with this man. But because he had done something wrong and had ran him over, he now asked for other cops to participate in his illegal activity and then created a guilty person out of an innocent person who was doing no wrong. This is the police. You know, because if you're not committing a crime, they're not going to bother you. I think that's what they, they tell me all the time. Well, 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 you shouldn't be doing anything. All you have to do is just cooperate and it's only a few. And it's amazing how at no point in any of this were the officers asked to change their behavior. We're always asked as the one that's supposed to be served to do something different to make their job easier. Yet they are not doing things to actually allow for an easier job to be had. Why is that? That same officer, Wayne Jenkins, prior to even going to Baltimore, had four lawsuits for misconduct. So they knew when they hired him, he was a financial problem. He was a police liability. He was a reason good cops are killed. They knew that prior to hiring him. He had four lawsuits prior to becoming a Baltimore police officer. Let that sink in. Because you remember I talked about the police union. I talked about the dominoes in this. I talked about the hierarchy. Because I'm talking about a chess strategy whenever I'm speaking about any of this. I want you to understand that. Just, just let it sink in. He was also caught on video planting drugs on a driver at a traffic stop. Wayne Jenkins was caught on video planting drugs on a driver at a traffic stop. You know, this is often time where people say, well, all you have to do is just cooperate. I even watched a video today, which was amazing. Because everybody came up with an excuse for an officer who illegally stopped someone, who had a fit because that person actually knew the officer's job. And then the officer was like, I'm doing you a favor. Even though what I did was illegal, it was immoral, and against my oath, I'm doing you a favor. By exercising my discretion. You know, the thing that I shouldn't even be participating in. 
because the driver knew the officer did something illegal and he refused to participate in the officer's illegal activity. The officer then did him a favor. That was a video I was just, I watched. But it's it's astonishing to me. Cause I constantly tell people, one, if you're riding around and you do not have a dash camera or a means of recording or going live already mounted and going when you are pulling over, you are crazy as hell. Because we know 76% and growing of police video never make it to court. Let that sink in. It never makes it to court. So, what am I what am I getting into? Why am I bringing that up? Because a lot of times when we're doing this, the traffic stop is deemed actually the most dangerous part for a police officer. The traffic stop itself is one of those conundrums, so to speak, because it's so dangerous for a police officer, not the not the actual person that's involved in it's dangerous for the police officer because anything can happen but when you're the victim of police action because i actually went down an entire list of police officers that were caught by their body cameras which is one of the reasons why they don't want to wear them planting evidence on those that are in the vicinity in the act of doing these what you have to understand is they don't want to actually be accountable. Let's use that. Let's use accountable. It's one thing they don't want because accountability means that they have to accept ownership of the things that they're doing. They have to then accept fault for the things that they are ruining. They have to then be able to explain and go forth with everything that is being a public servant. Let that, let that sink in for a minute. Because even with that, Baltimore hired him. They placed him on an elite task force, and even the prosecutor with the video refused to indict him. So going into it, going into this elite task force, they knew he was a bad cop because there's no other way to put that. They knew he was a liability and they knew that he would do illegal acts in order to get convictions. Wayne Jenkins is the reason why I'm creating the Supreme Brady list. Wayne Jenkins is why all should challenge everything when it comes to court and even evidence, even more so evidence, especially should be asking for a police officer disciplinary action. You know, the Jiglio information, you know, the thing I told you to ask for in discovery. Why? Because prosecutor has to give it to you. 
and they only have to give you things you request because they are using the police officer's words, you know, putting the police officer's character on trial. They're using the police officer's words against you. So if that police officer has no integrity and they're still using those police officer's words, they are suborning perjury. They're placing someone as a known liar on the stand. That's why when I talk about the stock language, it's not for decoration. It's so you can actually understand what it is that we are doing here. Let's just say what it, we are doing here. Now, Wayne Jenkins is a cog in the machine. That's it. He's Agent Smith. And remember in the movie... Agent Smith was able to become anybody. So there is a Wayne Jenkins in every police department around the country. In fact, there's quite possibly multiple Wayne Jenkins in every police department around the country. Because we also have the evidence of that. Why? The 57 in Buffalo. We're going to quit because we cannot <laughs> throw an old man or elderly man to the ground and then step over him. We can't do that. I'm, I, I'm not, I don't want to be a cop. Or the police station in South Georgia where everybody quit because they hired someone that they didn't like. A minority dark-skinned woman. Uh, no, no we're not, we not doing that down here. Oh, so we all quit. Those are the actions of a Wayne Jenkins because if I now have someone in here that I'm actively harassing and depriving, they're probably going to say something. So I can't continue my course of action. So I'm going to quit. Or we could talk about the officers that participated in the blue flu in Atlanta. Oh, I can't break a college student's arm for filming me during a traffic stop that we created during a pandemic. We do a pop-up traffic stop and I can't break a college student's arm? What kind of police officing do I have to do? Because then we're punishing them for doing what they're trained to do. But I'm going to get into that because Wayne Jenkins is a product of Dr. Frankenstein. He is not only the monster of their creation, but he's the monster of our allowances. Because we refuse to correct the behavior. We encourage the behavior by not fighting back. We encourage the behavior by paying a fine for things that aren't crime. We even encourage the behavior by participating in their illegal acts. And we accept it. Because we refuse to educate ourselves or others. We give them the power that they believe they have because we believe that we have none. But when I tell you and I show you and I give it to you and the more and more, even their own words say that they are going to serve you. Who do you think the public is? They actually refer to you as the public when they're depriving you of your public interest. They actually do that. And it's funny to me. But here's, here's, a, here's, a, here's, a, 
gist of it. But Because why is all that important? Why did I bring up a task force? Why did I bring up Wayne Jenkins? Why did I bring up Agent Smith? Why did I talk about these horrible cops, these bad cops? Why did I talk about them? Because throughout my life, I've been told, the police are the good guys. They won't hurt you. Between the ages of 16 to 40, I found myself on a concrete, face down, in the middle of I-20, several times, face down, with a knee in my back and a gun to my head. That has happened well over 50 times. Oftentimes, you ready for it? Oftentimes for nothing more than a traffic infraction. Even if I'm in just a passenger during that stop. Can you imagine that? Being a passenger and you're being pulled through a window. The officer is throwing you down on hot pavement, face first. They're then shoving a knee in your back and because you're big, they're doing a little extra. Then put a gun in your head and tell you, I wish you move. I hope you move. All of that. Because it even got to the point where I actually just told him, whenever I got stopped, just don't hit me in my face. Just don't hit me in my face. Because the one time that did happen, well, you know the story. But the context is understanding I never accepted the idea that police were good people. I never accepted the idea that they were not there to hurt me. Because here's the, here's, the, here's the funny part about it. I did, a, I did a thing where I talked about as a short. And it talked about a show of force. If police were really good people. If police were really the good guys, why would just them being present in an area deter anything other than happiness, other than calm, other than peace? They are actually doing it because they know they are the opposite. They are there to incite a source of fear. They're there to incite a source of anxiety. That does not come from something good. That does not come from something that is created to be wholesome. Because even whenever I, I was coming up, they had these people called the tennis shoe boys, the jump out boys, the red dogs. These were, these were actually police task force. The tennis shoe boys. Now, the funny part about that, tennis shoe boys, I was in Atlanta whenever I got my first encounter with the tennis shoe boys. And these guys, they would actually come out at night, and most of them um, would wear all black. But the red dogs were similar, but the only difference was they would wear red sneakers, which I, you know, I never got that. But they wear all black but red sneakers. Jump out, boys. They would be in all black ski masks. They would never have name tags on. But... It would be, we could be sitting at a pizza spot. We could be sitting at the corner store. We could, 
we can actually be walking home. Several times I've actually encountered jump out boys walking home. Because anybody that knows me, I'm not going to use a car unless I have to. Like, I'm not I'm not privy to just jump in a car and just go down the block. I'm only getting in the car if I actually have to. But so I'm I'm walking to this house and you know jump out boys jump on you or whatever because I'm you know I'm prev I'm known to be throwing on a hoodie and walking around doing something crazy anyway. But that was my experiences with the police, the tennis shoe boys, the jump out boys, the red dogs. Even in Georgia, they had this spot called the Rolling Thunder. And they actually would go around conducting illegal roadblocks. <laughs> and I know a lot of people getting ready. Well, roadblocks aren't illegal. Well, Supreme Court says differently. You know, considering Mills versus District of Columbia, you know, Mills versus D.C. 2009, the city of Indianapolis v. Edmund, even Brown v. Texas. But the reason we're here is because of Tyree Nichols, 29-year-old man that was beaten to death by five officers during a traffic stop. Now, here's what I want to want you to understand. I gave you these task force for a reason. Because even one of the other videos I talked about, it was a task force in, um, I want to say, uh, New York. And I talked about a lot of things, and most of these guys did not know, most of the police officers on the task force didn't know the things that they were doing were illegal. Because they were doing what they were trained to do. And I spoke about the violations in that. I spoke about the Baltimore GTTF squad that was corrupt as hell and how they were doing. I'm speaking about the Rolling Thunder and the illegal acts that they're doing. I talked about tennis shoe boys, jump out boys, red dogs, because none of them wore name tags. None of them followed the actual Constitution of Georgia. None of them followed the Constitution of Florida that required them to be in uniform that distinguished them. None of them acted as police officers during these encounters. Or at least the police officers were told they're supposed to be. And these Memphis officers not going to get much different because they were part of a task force. Yes, these five officers. They were part of a task force designed to actually not go into, basically, what was it? I believe it was drag racing. They wanted to stop the drag race. So they were there for traffic control. That's what the task force, because they were having an immense amount of drag racing and other reckless driving. They even stated that Tyree Nichols, the reason why we stopped him was because he was recklessly driving, yet no video that they have or that has been found supports those officers' state. So these officers lied. I'll say that one more time. These officers 
lied. Wouldn't you know it? These good people, these guys that are professional, these guys that are there to protect us, lied about the reason for them stopping Tyree Nichols. But again, you won't hear me say anything good about the Memphis Police Department because I don't recall having any actual good encounters or interactions with them. And I've had several cases where they've either lied on their police reports, you know, go figure, doing what they're trained to do. Or even lied in open court and it was excused. And then when we call those cases out of those blatant lies... All of a sudden, the case just magically disappears and, oh, we don't know what you're talking about. And there's no hard file of it. And I'm like, hold on, I have the actual records. And they're like, no, those don't exist. But anyway, when we're looking at this, and I saw the actual Tyree um, Nichols incident, and I saw where it happened, it didn't surprise me. The task force that was designed to stop reckless driving and racing on the highway had five officers lie about the traffic stop and then lie about the interactions during the vicious, savage beating. To Darius Bean, Officer Demetrius Haley, Desmond Mills Jr., Justin Smith, Emmett Martin III lied. All of them savagely beat this young man who was not committing a crime. You know, because that, that part, that last part was for the police apologist. If he wasn't doing anything, the police wouldn't bother him. Yet, if they were doing the right thing, why did they lie? Because remember, I always. Even when we talked about Wayne Jenkins. Wayne Jenkins didn't do that. That wasn't the first time Wayne Jenkins had planted evidence on someone. Wayne Jenkins did it on video first. Then he did something wrong. And then he had another one of his friends come in. That was an even higher supervisor to plant evidence. You know, doing what they're trained to do. But whenever I talk about this, I'm the problem. I'm the one that's wrong. I'm the one that's anti-police. Maybe I'm anti-bad policing. Could that be a thing? But here's the great part about it. Is policing actually good? That might be the question. Because to Darius Bean, I guarantee you that was not the first time he lied in a police report. Demetrius Haley, I guarantee you, that was not the first time he lied in a police report. Desmond Mills Jr., that was not the first time he lied in... Justin Smith, Emmett Martin III, those were not the first time they lied in a police report. I guarantee that. Because they, with stock language, they're not allowed to tell the truth. They don't understand how to articulate. And if you get away with it once, what happens to a child? They continue to escalate. And again, they're the monsters of our creation. Tadarius Bean is a monster of our creation. Demetrius Haley, 
He's a monster of our creation. Desmond Mills Jr., he's a monster of our creation. Justin Smith, he is a monster of our creation. Emmett Martin III, he is a monster of our creation. Why? Because we are not fighting. We are not challenging. We are not doing the things necessary to make them worthless to the system. We're not exercising our Jiglio information. We are not doing the things necessary to make sure we get these officers off the street because they aren't any value to the machine. We have to do something to Wayne Jenkins. We have to do something because Emmett Martin, he is a Wayne Jenkins. Justin Smith is a Wayne Jenkins. Demetrius Haley is a Wayne Jenkins. Desmond Mills Jr. is a Wayne Jenkins. Thaddeus Bean is a Wayne Jenkins. All of them are Agent Smith. We can't allow the actions of these officers to go unquestioned and unpunished. If you've ever been stopped by this task force, it is now your duty. I'll say that again. It is now your duty. It is now your duty. Because remember, it's your responsibility to suspend you. Go back and challenge the arrest of Thaddeus Bean. Go back and challenge the arrest of Demetrius Haley. Go back and challenge the arrest of Desmond Mills Jr. Go back and challenge the arrest by Justin Smith. Go back and challenge your arrest by Emmett Martin III. Because I guarantee you, if they lied once, they've lied before. Make them worthless to the machine. Force them to do something. Because that's how you hit a bully in the mouth. Because that's what you do to make them stop. You start fighting back. Because these officers were immediately fired. Which is a change from the norm. They were charged with second degree murder. Two counts of official misconduct. Two counts of aggravated kidnapping because most of us don't understand if a police officer conducts an illegal arrest and move you, which they moved him more than once, it is aggravated kidnapping. Official oppression would be the lies. Aggravated assault, that's pointing a gun at someone. And I told you that is even something a police officer can do. And once they do something that violates your constitutional act, they are no longer acting as police officers. Because even in Georgia, it actually, I actually wrote about it, or uh, did, a, did a brief speaking on it. You're actually able to now challenge the unlawful arrest. You are able, if an officer attempts an illegal arrest in Georgia, you are able... Technically, it's all 50 states. But you're able to actually put your hands on that officer because that officer does not, is no longer acting as a police officer. But the crazier part about this whole thing is the police chief has already convicted these officers by saying the officers were expected to conduct themselves in a compassionate, competent, and constitutional manner. She went on to say that these officers failed Tyree. Their communities and their profession. Now, I'm going to agree with her. But CJ, I want you to, I'm, I'm going to speak to you for a hot second. 
These officers weren't new. These officers weren't officers that were fresh at the academy. And if they were, have you experienced time in the academy? Because just like I spoke about in Georgia, Georgia's police training is six weeks. Had a friend that went through the programming or training or whatever. And she stated that out of 300 plus, only a handful, literally a handful, should have graduated. But yet, almost the entire class graduated. Georgia is also deemed one of the worst places in the country for inmates. Simply because the prison and the correctional, the police <laughs> department there as a whole is horrible. I even spoke about the um, police class that failed, that got caught cheating. And they rehired almost the entire class. Even though they cheated to pass a test, which they end up getting dismissed for and then brought back for. Why would you bring back someone that is a known cheater? Why would you bring back someone that did not pass? Unless you want them to do something. That's, but I'll get into that because, again, police officers are good people. But when we watch these things time and time and time and time and time again, we're punishing them for doing what they're trained to do. Remember Officer Kevin Dingle of Atlanta and TikTok fame that stated, you know, pretty much the same thing that the, that the chief just said. The officers will expect to conduct themselves on a compassionate, competent, and constitutional manner. Because he said people weren't smiling at him no more. And he was tired, tired, tired. I actually did an entire Officer Kelvin Dingle. Officer Kelvin Dingle. Remember that? I, 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 go listen to the podcast. It's actually, it'll actually be worth it. But he stated we should understand because the officers are trained to de-escalate and be professional. These officers were expected to conduct themselves in a compassionate, competent, and constitutional manner. These officers failed. To Darius Bean, Demetrius Haley, Desmond Mills Jr., Justin Smith, Emmett Martin III, these officers failed. Now, when I think of the officers, or even the context of this statement, and I think of what Kelvin Dingle said, because if you remember, if you listen to the podcast, I talked about how good officers, they generally ride by themselves. I even spoke about Kelvin Dingle. I said, because the videos I watched of Kelvin Dingle, because I didn't just write something and just go and vilify him. I actually watched, I listened, I paid attention, did a little research. 
I actually said Kelvin Dingle is probably a good cop. Why? How did I come to that? Kelvin Dingle was smiling in most of his videos. Kelvin Dingle, in most of the videos where he was in his police cruiser, was by himself. Most of the officers that I know that are good cops ride by themselves because they are not their brother's keeper. Because they cannot reprimand their brother. They can't ride with Agent Smith. They can't sit next to Wayne Jenkins and not say something. And I said, Kevin Dingle is probably that guy. But when you think about the context of what Kevin Dingle said, officers are trained to be professional and to de-escalate. Kevin Dingle was probably thinking about himself. Kevin Dingle was projecting. He was seeing the others as he thinks they should be seen or how he expects them to be, not as how they are. Because you've had those kind of conversations where people go, oh, he wouldn't do that because they're projecting. Because they wouldn't do that. Or you can't do that because I can't. Well, just because you have a different ability doesn't mean I don't have that ability. Just because you don't have that will doesn't mean I don't have that will. So they're projecting. Oftentimes, it's a form of protection. Some people call it love. I call it a limitation. Because I don't need you to speak for me. If I can't do something, I'm pretty much either going to tell you or I'm going to accept that I'm not doing it. But I also want you to understand your limitations don't need to be said over to me. Because when you're sitting here expecting me to be compassionate, competent, and constitutional, if I'm not, I then need you to tell me that I'm not being compassionate. The things I'm doing are not competent. The act that I just stated was not constitutional. Because we can be one another's keeper. We aren't police officers. We don't have to project our images, our ideals onto one another. We can actually talk about the actualities because these officers failed. They failed Tyree. They failed their communities. They failed their professions. Because even J. Cole was asked, and I love this. Are there any good police officers? His response was golden. And I actually want you to think about it. His response was absolutely golden. How can you have good police officers when the system itself that they are a part of isn't good? To Darius Bean, Demetrius Haley, Desmond Mills Jr., Justin Smith, Emmett Martin III, they're cogs in the machine. They were doing what they were trained to do. Birds of a feather was flocking together. They aren't trained to do it properly. But now we're punishing for doing what they're trained to do. Understand, when we're, when we're told 
that we should do something. The question shouldn't be, should we do it? Because again, we're projecting that other person is doing the right thing. I don't step into somebody else's area just to accept them because they're my friend or I'm told that they're doing something. They actually have to do it to get the acceptance. So when you're talking about these contexts and you're talking about these police officers and you're talking about the actualities of the Tyrese Nichols plight, it's not a new plight. It's not a new issue. It is actually what they are trained to do. The system itself is creating cogs, which is why they don't want intelligent officers. They don't want those with high IQs. They don't want those that can question. They don't want those that can articulate. They don't want to give those that are there the ability to get rid of. You know, they don't want to give those that are police officers an ability to expel the negativity that's on them because how often, just like I talked about, how often do you see a police officer and it's not a negative situation? How many times have you seen a police officer and you were excited? It was a happy day. Oh my goodness, I, I just wanted to see a police officer today. Just... They're part of a machine that is not designed to be good. It's not designed to be good for those that are being served. It's not even designed to be good for those that are part of it. So why should we just accept it when we don't even get the opportunity to foresee the actual things that are being brought in to us? They're bringing in bad. How do you expect good to come from bad? 